This is Simply Meditation, an offering of Center for Self-Care, and your mindful coach, that's me, Mark Balser. Each week at 7.15 p.m. on Wednesday, we have an in-person guided meditation and short teaching at Balance for Life Yoga in Devon, Pennsylvania. Feel free to join us there or listen each week to our intro and guided practice or standalone guided practice. If you'd like to learn more, visit me at www.center4selfcare.com or email me at mark at centerforselfcare.com. Thank you and enjoy. This is exciting. We're going to end suffering tonight because last week we talked about the cause of suffering, grasping, aversion, delusion. And now we're moving on to the third noble truth. There's an end to suffering, which is somewhat the end of grasping, aversion, and delusion. I had this uh, story that I should have told you last week, but about six years ago, I went on this meditation retreat with Thich Nhat Hanh. It's just a detox. It's gentle, it's slow. So you go from 100 miles an hour, this was in Mississippi, you were an hour away from anything. You couldn't leave. And you're eating vegan, uh, Vietnamese vegan, which is basically like vegetables, potatoes, and then a little bit more vegetables again, and some mushrooms. Like it is starchy stuff. And the first couple of days you're freaking out, but after a day or two, you start really like settling all of a sudden, instead of like rushing to the buffet, because in the morning, like they have three boxes of cereal. And then from then on, it's like bananas and things like that. So you're like, I gotta get my cereal. And all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm going to let everybody else go in line first. I'm at peace. I'm good. I'm giving, I'm, I'm letting go, uh, not grasping. But the one thing that they have is a gift shop and they just kind of like do a pop-up gift shop. And they have these beautiful calligraphies that Thich Nhat Hanh himself had drawn. In future retreats, they started like doing photocopies or his disciples would do them. And these great, you know, like smile and uh, peace begins with your lovely smile is an amazing one. And so I'm, I'm, I'm the ascetic that we talked about, the Buddha. You know, I'm, I'm dropping down to one grain of rice every day and I'm feeling pretty darn good about myself. And buying these calligraphies every day, 50 bucks, 50 bucks, 50 bucks. And I suddenly realized like, hmm, this might be my new attachment. So I'm standing in line to get this, a calligraphy that says, <laughs> you have enough. <laughs> and it was very humbling to, to see how these pop back into our lives. No matter what we let go of, we'll still grab on again. And so it's a practice. That's a practice of letting go. We're going to do the practice of forgiveness tonight. And so clearly we're not going to want to start with the biggest, darkest deception that has taken place in our life. We might want to experiment with the person who cut off, cut us off in traffic today, or, you know, the disagreement we had with a loved one that wasn't a fight. It was just an agree to disagree. Um, so we go through these cycles of grabbing on tight and then letting go, grabbing on tight and letting go. I don't think I introduced this kind of mathematical formula on suffering last time, but uh, a lot of teachers talk about how suffering equals pain, 
which is inevitable, times resistance, our, uh, our desire to make it other than how it is. So we have an injury, we feel that injury, but then we start telling the story about what it means and our desire for it all to go away. And so if we're holding on tight, you know, we'll feel a lot of suffering. And if we're holding on a little, we'll feel a little bit of suffering. So how can we let go of that resistance to how things are, at least in this moment? There might be an injustice that we need to work on in the future, but for now, letting things be as they are. There's an end to suffering. I have a poem I wanted to share, and I thought we could do it as a little bit of a reflection. So kind of a quick centering with our body arriving in this space and allowing our mind and heart to as well. You can let your eyes close and allow the breath to flow, settling into this time and space, sensing what is bothering us in this moment, what's bothered us in the last few days, thinking how we might let go or soften our feeling towards it. There's a beautiful poem by Sapphire Rose that talks about this releasing, this letting go. It's called She Let Go. Of course, you can imagine yourself changing the pronouns if you like. She let go. She let go without a word or a thought. She let go. She let go of the fear. She let go of the judgments. She let go of the confluence of opinions swarming around in her head. She let go of the committee of indecision within her. She let go of all the right reasons. Wholly and completely, without hesitation or worry, she just let go. She didn't ask anyone for advice. She didn't read a book on how to let go. She didn't search the scriptures. She just let go. She let go of all the memories that held her back. She let go of all the anxiety that kept her from moving forward. She let go of the planning and all the calculations about how to do it just right. She didn't promise to let go. She didn't journal about it. She didn't write the projected date in her day timer. She made no public announcement and put no ad in the paper. She didn't check the weather report or read her daily horoscope. She just let go. She didn't analyze whether she should let go. She didn't call her friends to discuss the matter. She didn't do a five-step spiritual mind treatment. She didn't call the prayer line. She didn't utter one word. She just let go. No one was around when it happened. There was no applause or congratulations. No one thanked her or praised her. No one noticed a thing. Like a leaf falling from a tree, 
she just let go. There was no effort. There was no struggle. It wasn't good and it wasn't bad. It was what it was. And it is just that. In the space of letting go, she let it all be. A small smile came over her face. A light breeze blew through her. And the sun and the moon shone forevermore. If you like, you might let your breath deepen as you reflect upon these words, as you perhaps sense a gentle letting go in your own experience, a softening of the shoulders or the jaw, a releasing of any tension in your back. And then listening to the sound of the bell to open your eyes. I really like that poem and particularly about the point where she's, nobody knows what she's doing and nobody sees it. Certainly if you were interacting with that person in the days that follow, you probably notice a, a softening in them, uh, a little bit of a lightness. Forgiveness, which what we're going to practice today as part of this practice of an end to suffering is often misconstrued as a, a kind of an act towards another that we offer forgiveness to the person that wronged us or receive forgiveness from someone we've wronged. And it turns out we don't really have to even tell that person. Uh, you've probably heard this idea that if you don't forgive somebody, you know, you're suffering while they're off on the beach smiling. <laughs> so it's a practice for you. It's not a practice for, for them. Sometimes you forgive a little, you know, sometimes you let go a little and sometimes you let go a lot. I remember I was, uh, had a little work incident um, where someone treated me poorly and uh, I went to see a teacher who was teaching on forgiveness and I said, you know, I, I've forgiven him, but I f still feel bad. And he said, oh, forgiveness is a process. Maybe you're not done forgiving him yet. And it was really releasing and, and uh, uh, you know, understanding like, okay, here's where I am right now. There's more forgiveness to be done, but I don't have to fight my way through this kind of unpleasant sensation to, to get to a, a deeper forgiveness. And so this, the third noble truth, there's an end to suffering. Often the kind of the neglected child of the four noble truths, because next week we're going to have the path to the end of suffering. And the path to the end of suffering has eight an eightfold path of how to do that. So we could spend eight more weeks doing that, which we won't. But this end of suffering, 
I think the idea of non-attachment is really important and understanding what non-attachment is. For me, it's about doing the best that I can and letting go of the rest, letting go of even the result. Um, you know, certainly being disappointed when the result doesn't come out the way I want it to, but not, it's not a detachment because that's an indifference uh, and, and that's not so good. But knowing how things are and how they affect me, how they, they, they wear on me uh, without identifying with that is that, you know, I'm the victim or I'm the, I'm the accused in that case. I'm excited to do a forgiveness practice tonight. We, uh, it's kind of a traditional practice. This one is mostly inspired by Jack Cornfield, And we kind of go through a couple of layers like we usually do. The how we've wronged others, how we've wronged ourselves, and how we've been wronged. And kind of recognizing the human condition that our our sins are similar to the sins of others, that we've probably wronged people in the way we've been wronged ourselves. It invites you to bring to mind some of these situations and make them real, you know, bring up images and feelings. I wouldn't recommend working on the thing that's top of mind right now. It might be like a kind of a issue from high school or an issue from 10 years ago or even a year ago so that it doesn't quite have that charge that it, uh, that it might if it was real time. Because again, it's practice. Um, you slowly get into these layers of deeper and deeper forgiveness. And it's a practice of opening the heart. And so we don't have to get it right the first time, first time through. So we'll come back to a posture of meditation, assuming a pose of dignity where the back is straight, the crown is slightly lifted. You might feel the breath expanding the body. using that breath as an anchor of this practice. Coming back if you find yourself telling a story or caught in a narrative of how things are or perhaps how things should be. Getting a sense of the rhythm of the body. Noting the quality of the breath, sensing if it's shallow or deep, smooth or rough. Letting your mind and body relax. And you might even direct the breath to the area of your heart. Imagining the breath emerging and returning from this area. So you breathe in and breathe out.
and you might take a few moments to reflect on the barriers you've placed in front of this heart. Barriers and emotions that you've pushed away, denied, because you haven't forgiven. Not forgiven yourself, not forgiven others. Sensing any vulnerability you might have hidden so you won't feel this suffering. Sense if there's any pain there, a pain of being closed, being tight, of avoiding risk and exposure. And as you continue to breathe softly, we'll ask for and offer forgiveness, silently reciting words, letting visions form in our mind, and being aware of feelings as they come and go. And we'll begin with others. The traditional phrasing begins, There are many ways that I have hurt and harmed others, have betrayed or abandoned them, caused them suffering, knowingly or unknowingly, out of my pain, my fear, my anger and confusion. You might remember and recall ways that you may have hurt others. There are many ways that I have hurt and harmed others, have betrayed or abandoned them, Cause them suffering knowingly or unknowingly. Out of my pain, fear, anger, and confusion. To the extent it feels safe, feel your own sorrow your own regret regret for these circumstances. And consider whether you might release this burden and ask for forgiveness. 
as you picture various memories, those that you might not have released, the people involved, you might repeat, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness. Notice any feelings of relief or letting go. Any doubt or uncertainty or discomfort as you ask for forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness. Notice what it feels like to picture yourself asking for forgiveness. And now turning towards yourself, feeling this precious body, this precious life. Let yourself see the ways in which you have harmed or hurt yourself through your thoughts, through your actions. picturing them and remembering them. Feeling how you might have carried these as burdens through your life. And feeling how you might release them. And just as we reflected on others, we might reflect on ourselves. There are many ways that I have hurt and harmed myself. I have betrayed or abandoned myself many times through thought, word, or deed, knowingly or unknowingly. For the ways I have hurt myself through action or inaction, out of fear, pain, and confusion, I now extend a full and heartfelt forgiveness. 
I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Tapping into this gift, the gift of forgiveness towards yourself. might be assumptions about yourself. What's held you back from taking risks, learning new things. All of these you might forgive in this moment. Seeing what it like it's like and seeing how it feels. For the ways I have hurt myself through action or inaction, out of fear, pain, and confusion, I now offer my forgiveness. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. And now perhaps returning back to the breath and letting that serve as a support and anchor as we begin to explore those who might have hurt or harmed us. And reflecting that there are many ways that I have been harmed by others abandoned or abused, knowingly or unknowingly, in thought, word, or deed. Feeling into the sorrow that you've carried from this past and sensing how you might release it even just for a moment. saying to yourself, I now remember the many ways others have hurt or harmed me, wounded me out of fear, pain, confusion, and anger. I have carried this pain in my heart for too long. To the extent that I am ready I offer them forgiveness. To those who have caused me harm, I offer my forgiveness. I forgive you.
This doesn't mean that you have to say these words out loud to any being. But instead, notice what it's like to imagine yourself repeating them. I forgive you. And in forgiving others, you might forgive yourself as well. And in this practice, you might feel nothing but the burden of the pain and the sorrows. And that's okay. When you find that, you might offer compassion and care for whatever comes up. By perhaps forgiving yourself for not being ready to forgive or let go. Jack Kornfield has said that forgiveness is letting go of all hope of a better yesterday giving up all hope of a better past. But also sensing how we might open the heart to tomorrow, to each moment in our future the sense of care and loving kindness. I forgive. I forgive. In these last few moments, you might come back to the present, sensing anything that may have shifted or changed for you. Any insights, any sticky emotions or emotions that have come and gone. Offering yourself some appreciation for the deep work of the heart, the deep work of forgiveness and letting go. Mm -hmm. 